This podcast is a feature segment pulled right from the full Green Divas radio show. Enjoy. When was the last time your nation was invaded by hostile forces who destroyed your forest, polluted your waters, and poisoned your land? You're probably thinking I'm talking about somewhere in the Middle East or overseas, somewhere far away from our first world climate woes here in the United States, right? Let me be clear, it shouldn't be happening anywhere on the planet, but I'm all too aware that it is, unfortunately. However, what is most shocking to most Americans is that this is happening right here in the U.S. and right over our northern border with our friendly Canadian cousins and also down in South America. Yes, within our own borders, treaties are still being trampled, being ignored and shoved aside in the name of fossil fuel, primarily. People are sick. People are dying. But women are standing up. Women, the keepers of family, community, and hope, are on the front lines fighting tirelessly for their families, for Mother Earth, for all of us. And they need support. I recently was honored to be helping at a WECAN, which stands for Women's Earth and Climate Action Network, a WECAN event at the UN called Indigenous Women of the Americas Protecting Mother Earth. I was the tech person, which was a bit daunting because Mercury was retrograde. Before the event got started, I did have a chance to sit and talk with the founder of WeCan, Osprey Oriel Lake, who organized the event. Today we are hosting a wonderful event called Indigenous Women of the Americas, Protecting Mother Earth, Struggles and Climate Change Solutions. And I feel very, very honored that uh, a lot of our Indigenous allies are here in town for the UN Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues. And so this is an incredible opportunity for us to hear their voices. They've been advocating inside uh, the UN for Indigenous rights and many other things. And so today we're going to be able to hear from them and um, learn about what's happening in their communities, uh, both from Canada, the United States, and into South America. The focus of the, the talk today, and I also wanted to mention we're co-hosting this event with Amazon Watch and the Indigenous Environmental Network. Uh, all of us together are putting on this event. And the women are really going to be telling us about particularly uh, fossil fuel extraction in their territories and the uh, social injustices and the harms uh, that are coming to their communities, both the biodiversity loss, the cultural loss, and the need really to change our colonial mindset and the paradigm that we're in right now, which is so very destructive for all of us, but particularly for frontline women. And we're seeing that uh, frontline women around the world are being impacted first and worst by climate change. And uh, we can did a full report on this, which anyone can download on our website, on exactly why women are central to uh, the climate crisis, but they're key to solutions as well. And we particularly are supporting indigenous women who 
have contributed the least to uh, the climate crisis, but have so much to offer in terms of their traditional ecologic knowledge, their spiritual wisdom, their understanding of living in harmony with nature. And so we think this is an incredible opportunity for us to listen, listen to Indigenous worldviews and to learn from them, as well as the very powerful struggles that they're facing. I was in uh, Ecuador in March of this year, uh, and was very fortunate to participate in the International Women's Day March that was held in Poyo, which is in Ecuador. And it was quite extraordinary. There was a historic march with seven different nationalities of women coming together for the first time, marching against fossil fuel extraction and the oil contracts that are there in the uh, Ecuadorian Amazon. And it was just a very powerful day. Women had walked for five days, been in canoes for three days to make their way through the jungle for this important event. And we thought maybe there would be maybe 100 women, 200 women. It ended up being over 500 women marching through the streets, demanding justice, demanding that the oil extraction stop in their territory so they continue to live the way that they've been living for a very, very long time and caring for the forests. I think it's also important to understand for us here in the United States that our weather patterns and our rain come from the Amazon rainforest. Scientists tell us there's what they call flying river that comes here to North America. So one of the things that we also want to express today is that we are all connected and that it's our responsibility to care for people on the front lines of climate change who are protecting forests, protecting the waterways, protecting the mountains, that in fact, we can't live without water, air, food, and the frontline communities are standing there between uh, all of these uh, different corporations who are coming in and causing the extraction and protecting these regions for us, and we need to really stand with them. I met most of the panelists at a similar event last fall, and I was really no less awestruck by their presentations this time. Casey Camp Horneck uh, is a Ponca Nation leader, did a powerful invocation and blessing that set the tone. And each presenter seemed to have an increased intensity and sense of urgency since I had last seen them. In fact, some of the women from Ecuador had suffered some painful losses as the direct result of their fight against Chinese oil companies invading their rainforest. By some miracle, I managed to get Candy Mossett set up on a large screen projector through Skype so she could do a presentation, and wow, did she. Candy is the Native Energy and Climate Campaign Organizer with the Indigenous Environmental Network and is a very passionate voice against fracking and fossil fuel extraction. Her message, spoken through some tears of frustration, delivered some hard truths about what she and many others like her are living through. The room was filled beyond capacity and the air conditioning was busted. Oh, man. It was. It just intensified the sense of critical need for help. Yet the room was stunned silent by each of these women's presentations. Crystal Lamaman, Beaver Lake Cree Nation Treaty Coordinator and Communications Manager, in Alberta, Canada, stunned us with a slideshow that illustrated the horror of the tar sands and what it means to her community and the fires that are happening. Oh, my gosh. 
The South American women kept their interpreter frantically busy taking notes and trying to keep up with their stories, their pleas for support, and their absolute resolve not to give up. Wow. You know, it's one thing to read about these issues or even listen to a podcast like this, but to hear these women speak from their hearts about what is happening to their families and their communities, it had an impact similar to a huge boot in the gut, really. It was like getting, you know, and and, and rightfully slow. As one woman said, we are fighting for Mother Earth. We are fighting for all of us. We need your help. We need your support. I heard that call, so I'm sharing that with you all because I'm hoping that, you know, we can all become more educated about what's really happening and get involved. So please visit wecaninternational.org to learn more about these amazing women and the work they are doing around the globe and how you can help. The podcast you just listened to was a feature segment pulled right from the Green Divas radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Green Divas radio show. Access our huge catalog of podcasts on demand on your favorite podcast network, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and of course, along with all kinds of great posts about living a deeper shade of green, on thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. 